Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where the horse to ride for your next bull purchase. 6th of February of 2021. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Well, today we talked to Environment Canada senior climatologist about setting a new high record for Wednesday and the cause of the unusually warm winter so far. And we asked David Phillips, how long will this nice weather last? And it is surprising. He sees something coming colder near the end of the month, but he says it may not last too long. You'll have to listen to the full details. We also have details on the province's new club route map. Real agriculture looks at the importance of crop rotations in canola. We have a two-part market outlook with Neil Townsend with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. We look at the main prairie grains. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Well, this week could see record warm weather in southern Saskatchewan. Environment Canada senior climatologist David Phillips says this week is usually the coldest week of the year, but not this year. We got it parties looking for winter. November was um, uh, warmer than normal. December was was on fire. And my gosh, January has even been warmer than December. I mean, it is really, uh, this is almost a tropical kind of winter for us. And and, and the the irony is, is that we were expecting a really colder than normal winter because of La Nina. Well, we know La Ninas are different. There's different stripes uh, with them. And sometimes it's not a, ever a guarantee. But it's really been the duration of the of the warmth that has, um, has has really carried on. I think one of the best examples for me is in Regina, for example, the number of days below minus 20. Minus 20 is a cold day um, on the prairies, and you would have had 21 of those suckers by now, by this date in January. Well, in total, from October right through to now, you've had five of those days. And so it really has been um, a rather a balmy, open, and soft kind of winter uh, so far. Now, we see some snow on the ground, uh, a little bit in Regina, three centimeters, but Estevan and, and, uh, um, uh, and Moose Jaw hasn't any snow. A little bit more up in the, in the Battlefords. Kindersley had 34 centimeters sitting on the ground, and, and uh, Saskatoon's had 19, and out, out um, sort of Yorkton way, about eight centimeters of snow. But the amount of snow so it's it's maybe looking like winter in some places but it certainly hasn't been feeling like it when does it turn cold well you know we're we're coming up to an interesting point uh jim this is what we call this week is in saskatchewan you'd be able to say this is the dead of winter this is the time when you reach the halfway point of winter, where every day, now I'm talking statistically, not, not in an actual, when we look out the window kind of situation, but statistically, January the 12th to the 14th, that period is when we reach the bottom of the barrel in terms of the average temperature, and then it begins its slow rise upwards. And so I always think if you're not a big fan of winter, this is the time to celebrate because you know there's more winter behind you than ahead of you. So, hey, we're at the halfway point. 
I think, Jim, it, it really, I mean, I'm saying this not that I have any crystal ball clarity in terms of what the, the rest of the winter is going to be like, but our models are suggesting we're hearing about polar vortex, and I think that we could probably bet a few loonies on the fact that the second half of winter will be a little bit more winter-like than the first half. Now, there's something in weather called persistence. What you see is what you're going to get, and we're certainly seeing this week and, and maybe even to next week temperatures that are, my gosh, look at Wednesday. I mean, six degrees we're calling for a high in Regina. The high should be minus 11. I mean, that's like 17, a, a dozen and a half degrees warmer than normal and would be a record. We've never had it that warm on January the 13th. So we're reaching really into record levels and clearly something different than what we'd really expect for this time of year. And this time last year, my gosh, we had minus 50 wind chills in uh, in Saskatchewan. So just think a year ago, I mean, it was like, uh, it was like a Siberian experience as opposed to, um, you know, a tropical heat wave. And so um, we think that um, the polar vortex has begun to move off of the North Pole, and it's going to certainly looks like it's going to hit us maybe next week, a week after. And in Saskatchewan, we think towards the very end of January, the beginning of February, we will see some unseasonably cool temperatures, but not not deathly cold, and, and we also think it may be short-lived. Uh, we're, we're looking like the cold air is going to certainly seems to, or the unseasonably cool air will arrive in the in the northern part of the province, and, and maybe to the central part by, you know, sometime in early February, but not necessarily to the south. In the Grain Belt area, we see normal kind of temperatures, so it's not as if it's going to be the big cool-off, and you're going to go back and balance, and so the second half will be very unlike the first half. We think it will be uh, heading to cooler than normal, but, you know, Jim, you know that February is the shortest month. In March, the, the sun, you can feel that warmth on your skin, and spring is just around the corner. If there was a hope, I would have for some more precipitation. Um, we need that. I mean, there's so little precipitation now that we need to build up that, that reservoir. Uh, it certainly doesn't look like a flood year, and so we would need some precipitation to just to, uh, when, the, when the ground begins to thaw out and we get that little added moisture at the surface but but right now it is absolutely sending out search parties looking for winter and and we think we've seen it up there in the polar vortex but again no no guarantee that it's going to actually come what we're seeing is a lot of pacific air blowing across the prairies and this is keeping that polar vortex sort of fenced right up there in the arctic where where we hope it it, it stays but it looks like it's on its move it's going to start to migrate further south which will bring the cold and the, and the winds with it, but, but not necessarily for a long period of time. David Phillips is Senior Climatologist with Environment Canada. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. The Saskatchewan Agriculture Ministry says 24 more fields in this province have been found with the clubroot pathogen, which can devastate canola fields. Visible clubroot symptoms have been confirmed in 75 commercial fields since 2017. These results are compiled each year by survey and samples. Last year, 231 soil samples were submitted from across the province with 11 positive results. A clubroot management strategy includes the use of clubroot-resistant canola varieties in a minimum three-year crop rotation. An extended crop rotation helps minimize yield losses while protecting the effectiveness of resistant canola varieties. Over 966 fields were examined during the 2020 clubroot monitoring program. 
The club route map shows affected areas west of Swift Current, north of Yorkton, south and west of Saskatoon and Prince Albert, and east of Lloydminster. The Saskatoon-based Western Grains Research Foundation is celebrating its 40th anniversary. The agency is the largest producer-funded group of field crop research in Canada. Originally formed by 12 farm groups in 1981, the foundation has remained true to its goal of expanding crop research. Executive Director Garth Patterson says as part of the 40th anniversary, the foundation will be reaching out to stakeholders this year for views on the most pressing issues affecting farmers and the research needed. Since 1981, the Western Grains Research Foundation has invested more than $200 million in more than 550 crop research projects. More than 130 farmers from across Western Canada have worked on the Board of Directors over the past 40 years. Today, the Board is composed of 18 farmers from the four Western provinces. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com back here today with the first canola school of the year and I have here with me Jason Vogt who is with Field to Field Agronomy Incorporated. How's it going today? Good, very good. How are you? I'm doing great. So we're here to talk about, you know, we're seeing, this isn't a markets conversation, but we're seeing a lot of high, as you'd like to say, the, the sexy markets going on right now. Do you want to talk a bit about crop rotation, especially when it comes to canola, why it's important to really stick with these crop rotations? Yeah, exactly. So a lot of things are coming to light now as guys are getting out of their uh, Christmas break. They're starting to, you know, start getting back into the farming groove and uh, looking at maybe some final adjustments to their uh, their crop plan. And with where the markets have been, yeah, there's a lot more excitement with canola. So. So far, not a lot of our growers in this particular area have made any big drastic changes or jumps, but you can honestly look at it and say that, yeah, guys might want to maybe look at growing more canola because, yeah, it's definitely looking more positive. But when it comes to rotation, there's a number of things a person has to look at. And one of the things that we've talked about with rotation is uh, weed control. So one of those things that's been a real problem or what's coming to light more and more all the time is obviously herbicide resistant weeds. Mm-hmm. So we've got you know, water hemp in the province now more so, um, group two and group nine resistant kochia, uh, group two resistant pigweed, all these things. And so when you put more pressure with canola on the rotation, um, what you're doing is basically, you know, selecting for certain weeds because you most growers are typically growing either all cool season crops or maybe a mix of cool season and warm season crops and both of those have very different herbicide application timings and so when you do that you actually start you know altering um, any one weed from taking over from the other and so are becoming more competitive than the other so when you put too much emphasis let's say on a cool season crop like canola your herbicide timings are always going to be the same and therefore, you know, giving those weeds maybe more of a chance to get established versus sticking to the rotation, incorporating cereals or warm season crops where you're going to also be um, looking at different timings. 
And what about disease management? I know in Manitoba specifically, uh, verticillium stripe really came up last year, and it's it's something that we're producers are really keeping their eyes on, and I'm sure it'll eventually be something that we're looking at across the prairies. Can you talk a bit about yeah. rotation with diseases? Yeah, for sure, and that's you're exactly right. I mean, we've always been concerned with black leg, and you know, tight rotations and what that does for uh, for black leg. Um, but also, you know, sclerotinia, although it's been quite dry the last number of years, so we haven't seen a lot of pressure when it comes to sclerotinia, but that is also something that have to be aware of. But you're right, verticillium stripe, and even in certain areas, obviously club root has become more of a, a concern. And so if you're putting more emphasis on canola, whether it's back-to-back -back canola or every other year, taking out maybe a cereal crop and putting canola in there instead, all you're doing is a lot more pressure where, you know, those diseases are going to get more established. And uh, especially anything as far as resistance goes could get could break down quite quickly. And, uh, you know, with a new product or new disease like verticillium stripe, um, if we're going to continue in a drier trend, that's when the where the, the pathogen actually um, actually establishes and is most prevalent. And if you have more canola out there, then obviously there's going to be a lot more pressure on that crop. So what sort of impacts does canola, canola, canola have on yield potential? Does it, does it impact that final crop if you're growing every year and pulling the same nutrients? Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely does. Like what a lot of people realize is that canola is a big user of potassium and phosphorus. And so when you're thinking about uh, fertility re requirements for the crop, um, you're pulling off and most of that phosphorus that you're pulling off ends up in the seed. So canola is pulling off one pound per bushel. So if you're growing, you know, 60 bushel canola crop, you're removing 60 pounds of pea from the soil. Uh, and that's not, you have to replace it at some point. And a lot of guys are not necessarily doing that. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. Today, partly cloudy, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high today, zero. Wind becoming west, 20, gusting to 40 overnight, the low, minus 5. Tuesday, partly cloudy. Wind west 20, gusting to 40, becoming light in the afternoon. The high tomorrow, plus 2. Wind chill, minus 12 in the morning. The low, minus 3. Wednesday, partly cloudy, 60% chance of showers and a high, record high forecast of plus 6. 30% chance of evening flurries and windy. The low, minus 5. Thursday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, windy, high minus 1, low minus 9. Friday, partly cloudy and windy, the high minus 7, low minus 9. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 4, low minus 8. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 4. Normal high is minus 11, the normal low minus 23. The sun rose at 8.56 this morning. It sets at 5.17 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, plus 7 at Maple Creek. The cold spot, minus 13 up north at Uranium City. Estevan is minus 5, Saskatoon minus 9, Swift Current plus 1, Weyburn minus 6, Yorkton minus 9. 
In Regina with cloudy skies, it's minus 9, that's 16 Fahrenheit, winds from the southwest at 6. Humidity is 91%, the barometer dropping 101.9. Sunny in Moose Jaw, minus 2, winds are calm. Once again, Regina, cloudy and minus 9, that's 16 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Hey everybody, it's Ted Creech here from Hill 70 Quantock Ranch of Lloydminster, Alberta. On the 6th of February of 2021, I'd like to invite everybody to our 51st annual Barn Burner Bull Sale starting at 12 noon. Now we'll sell approximately 400 bulls consisting of red and black Angus, horn and pulled Herefords, red and black Sim Angus, Charlay and red Balancer bulls, plus 100 bred and open commercial females to round out the day. Now don't be afraid to get in touch with us. Either call myself, Connor or Bill at 1-800-665-7253. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers, mcdougallauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Saskatchewan farmers could see rising wheat and canola prices in coming months. FarmLink Marketing Solutions Chief Analyst Neil Townsend sees wheat prices rising 25 to 50 cents a bushel over the next six months, but he says weather will be an important factor in future price trends. Our outlook for wheat is fairly uh, bullish, but not overly bullish, I'd say. So, you know, I'd say tradable wheat right now is probably somewhere across, uh, for a 113.5. is somewhere between, you know, upper sixes to 750 in the best case. And we kind of see that strengthening through the remainder of this marketing year and potentially into the next marketing year. But we're talking pretty minor. Like if you can sell wheat today at 725, I I think 750 is probably obtainable, but not guaranteed. So you see it rising, what, 25 cents a bushel, 20, 50 cents a bushel in the next half year? Yeah, I mean, again, Jim, I mean, I I think like the weather will be a large determinant of where the price goes. And right now, if we just look at the world of wheat, and again, there's no guarantees about this because, I mean, weather can change on a dime. And also, I mean, the modern technology of farm practice plus the seed really mitigates, uh, you know, lack of rainfall and allows it to kind of persist with the potential until the rain does come. But if we look at the calendar what we would notice that the winter wheat areas in both Russia and the U.S. have a little bit of uh, dryness in them. And then, you know, that will sort of come to fruition. Like, what do those crops look like sort of in uh, May, June, July? And we'll get a good read on where wheat prices have a potential to go from at that point. I also note that large parts of North Dakota and Manitoba are in, you know, drought right now. There's not a lot of uh, subsoil moisture. There's not a lot of topsoil moisture. The snowfall hasn't been too great yet. And that's something to watch for as we, you know, head into spring and planting. And, you know, that could also boost wheat prices. Now, as I mentioned, caveat is that, you know, all of this can turn around with a couple of good soaking rains or a big snowfall or those kinds of things. So we'll have to wait and see. But Definitely, as opposed to last year, things are trending drier in key wheat areas around the world. What about canola? What's the outlook there? Canola is like a rocket ship right now. It doesn't seem to have any real you know, downside to it. I mean, again, it's a little bit like Icarus. When you get up to the sun, you're going to get burnt at some point and you're going to fall back to earth. But what's fall back to earth look like for canola? Again, I think it really depends on where the weather goes here because, you know, the South American situation with soybeans right now 
I mean, I can read four or five weather reports in an hour that all kind of say a different thing, different rainfall amounts, what the projections are, bad, good, indifferent, otherwise. Um, you know, so I think the South American crop really matters. I would say that at this point, it would be hard to project a trend plus yield for South American soybeans. Again, we can get bit by the resiliency of the seed and the, and the farmer technique, but I, I think that's probably off the table. Now we look at the corn belt in the U.S., and what we see in the corn belt in the U.S. is also an emerging sort of dryness trend. Uh, there's going to be a fierce battle for acres down there, and I think canola is going to benefit from that. And finally, just to talk specifically about canola itself, people got to remember, we don't get another pound of canola until sometime in August. Like, it is what it is. We, we have a supply of canola here. There's no world supplies coming online for that before, you know, Canada really gets the exportable surplus of the world back up to where it needs to be sometime in September when we finish harvesting, right? Or October if it lingers into there. So I, I don't know. I don't think prices can, you know, like they always say that high prices kill demand. Like that's the cure for high prices is, uh, you know, high prices. Um, but it's not out of the realm that we're going to see it with the right weather conditions, generational prices this summer. Coming up, Townsend explains why he sees canola prices could tip $18 a bushel for a few fleeting moments. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Grain prices could be on the rise in coming months. FarmLink Marketing Solutions Chief Analyst Neil Townsend says canola prices could momentarily reach $18 a bushel this year. And when I say generational prices, I mean there are there is a chance that, you know, old crop canola, the current one we're in right now, could trade at a bushel. I mean, again, it depends on how bad somebody wants it. And then for new crop, I definitely see there's upside. I mean, I think the, the inverse between now and then is, is too wide. And I would think that, you know, probably we could see, uh, you know, some curing of that inverse somehow, but you know, that can happen two ways. One way is, uh, you know, prices in, in the new crop go up or the old crop prices start to fall. But I don't see how the old crop prices really fall off the table without a complete obliteration of demand. And the only way demand gets killed is by higher prices. And what is the price right now at the elevator? Well, I think uh, you could trade across Canada probably 14 bucks as possible in, in a lot of jurisdictions and probable in many jurisdictions. So what's the outlook for, say, feed barley? Well, feed barley is a very interesting one. It seems to be quite dynamic right now. I mean, you know, again, we see uh, very strong prices, uh, you know, it's not uh, like high fours, mid fours. Uh, you know, and, and very positive return on investment uh, looking forward to 2021 production. I think feed barley is something that farmers are going to enjoy planting because, uh, you know, the yields are good. It's a good grain. Uh, and that kind of highlights something, Jim. It's like, what's the acreage mix going to be in Western Canada next year? Because I think there's a lot of sort of uh, when you're just planning forward, there's a lot of return on investment, ROI, positivity. And, uh, you know, you got choices in amongst the grains, like the farmers on the eastern prairies have choices amongst the oil seeds. Maybe the weaker sister slightly somewhat are the pulses, because there's a lot of uncertainty with the pulses in terms of, you know, what is happening in India. The Indian rabi crop seems to be going pretty good. They've been planting quite a bit. 
you know, their policy really matters for some of the pulses. And again, I think people have choices, but uh, yeah, feed barley is definitely one up there. And feed barley has a nice attractiveness to it too, and that it doesn't totally rely on offshore markets to make it. That being said, strong Chinese demand is a compelling reason why feed barley is where it is right now. So what are prices now and where do you see it going? I think prices now, you could probably trade feed barley, you know, 450-ish. And uh, I think those prices are going to be sustained into the, into the fall. Uh, again, high variance across the prairies, depending on who you're trading with. But I mean, I, th- I think it's not going to be oh, the question to be able to like pencil in a, a $4 plus number for feed barley off combine. So generally, you're pretty positive on grain prices for the most part. Uh, canola, I think, is the one that stands out. Do you indicate it could go as high another $4 a bushel? Yeah, again, that would be a temporary thing, and that would probably be like, you know, you might need to see some sort of like dry weather concerns in the summertime. So I'm just talking about, you know, somebody really needs it at one point. They're worried about the new crop. They can't really wait. And, and you know, they want to extract the last little bit of canola out of some farmer's hands. It, it's possible. I mean, is it probable? It, it's maybe not over 50% probable, but it's it's not that far under 50% probable. Neil Townsend is the Chief Market Analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as well. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Viterra prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Canola gained a dollar at six twenty three seventy seven. Flax increased four dollars at six ninety seven thirty seven. Oats went up four dollars at two twenty nine fifty three. Number one red spring wheat rose eighty eight cents at two sixty zero five. The rest unchanged. Durham two ninety nine forty six. Feed barley two thirty four seventy, lentils five seventy two fifty, yellow peas three forty thirty nine, and feed wheat one eighty three seventy two. On Minneapolis grain exchange this morning, March red spring wheat was down a quarter cent at six oh seven and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. And now, the latest livestock quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting from Swift Current Yards. 200 and some cattle in our Tuesday regular sale. The cow market really tightly grain-fed cows, 80 to 84. But it is very, very uh, fussy on the kind that they're putting in. A lot of 70 to 74, 5-cent cows on the upper type of quality. Uh, And certainly um, just a little spongy around the edges on that market. The thinner, older cows, 60 to 65. On the bull trade, they trade up as high as $1.05 per pound, but the bulk of the bulls, 90 to 95. Uh, Older, thinner bulls, 80 to 85. Um, We are freshly getting into the new year. Of course, there's been some political turmoil, a little bit of upheaval, and I certainly expect we'll see the market solidify and get more comfortable here in the days to come. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 4,000 hogs Friday. Selling a range of 148 to 171 per CKG. 
Today's sales are expected to be around 9,000 head, selling in a range of 149 to 174 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, January 9th are Oli West 2020 contract, 138.90, Oli West 2021 contract, 160 even, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 147.11, Helms Cash, 145.11, Thunder Creek Brickle, 143.07, High Life Cash, 156.81, and High Life Contract, $169.94 per CKG. Hamps cash out price today is up, and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up one basis point, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2705. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.24 cents U.S. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. Maple Leaf Foods is buying a food processing plant in Indianapolis to meet the growing demand for tempeh, a plant-based protein made from soybeans. The Toronto-based company says the deal worth $100 million U.S. is expected to close in early April. Maple Leaf says it will then install tempeh production equipment with initial capacity of about 4.5 million kilograms. The Keystone Agricultural Producers of Manitoba are concerned about that province's plan to change their rural service delivery model. Manitoba's Agriculture and Resource Development Department and Crop Insurance and Ag Lending Agency will close their offices in 21 communities and consolidate others this spring in a bid to reduce their physical footprint. The new model, set to take effect April 1st, will consist of 10 agricultural service centres to be staffed by both the Provincial Ag Department and Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation, the Crown Insurance and Ag Lending Agency. Another nine rural offices will house department staff but will not be open to the public. The 10 combined offices remaining open will be at communities including Brandon, Dauphin and Swan River. Other workspace for department employees will remain, but will not be open to the public, including Roblin and Verdon. On the markets, Canada's main stock index was down in late morning trading, amid weakness in the energy and metals and mining sectors, while U.S. stock markets also pulled back. The TSX Composite Index was down 40 points at 18,001. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 85 points at 31,012. The Canadian dollar traded at 78.16 cents U.S., compared with 78.71 cents on Friday. The February crude oil contract was down 18 cents at $52.06 per barrel. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Hill 70 Quantuck Ranch. The place to be for your next bull purchase. Mark the right date, February 6, 2021. Call 1-800-665-7253 anytime, any day. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where quality comes in quantity on the 6th of February of 2021. Be welcome to join us for our annual bull sale.